Good morning, good evening, good night world. Welcome back. This is the Sabali Podcast. This is episode 9, I want to say. I think that's what it is. Yeah, episode 9. Um, hope everybody had a good week, good weekend, you know what I mean? Um, for myself, not going to lie, it's been a pretty, pretty rough week this past week, but you know what I mean? Pressure either bust pipes or make diamonds, so you got to figure out which one you want to be. That's that's some good, uh, what is that? Peppermint truffle hot chocolate right there. Keeping the body warm. It is a cold-ass day in this Midwest. Snow. Came out of nowhere. Thursday night, Friday morning ish time. All Friday. Now it's snowing again. This weather's so backwards, man. It's 25 and snowing. And like the day before it snowed, it was like 62 degrees. It was feeling good outside. Then it started raining. Then that rain froze over and it turned into freezing rain. Then the snow came after that. Then it just snowed all Friday. And it was just trash. I was just stuck in the house by myself. No family, no friends. <laughs> Yo, that's that was super fucking lonely. Like for the people, you know, that don't they don't work. They ain't got no kids. Like it's just them and they just sit around. You know what I mean? Not doing nothing. I don't say y'all can do that on a day-to-day basis. I did that for one day and I about went fucking crazy. Like just sitting around, not doing nothing. I mean, I read a little bit, but I was trapped. Like if, if that was even a hint of what Jill felt like, mm-mm, I would never. Thank God I haven't, knock on wood. But, oh my gosh. <laughs> that don't that don't make no sense how bored I was. Not not one bit. Man, that's some good hot chocolate. If y'all ain't never had no peppermint truffle hot chocolate, yeah, go to the grocery store and get you some. Throw a few marshmallows in that thing. And just open up the blinds and look at all the white outside. Another note, happy MLK Day, you know, I don't even know where to even begin, you know, that, uh, that man, he he pretty much put his life on the line, so people like myself and my generation and the generation before us could, you know, not experience what people in that time went through. You know, and it's sad to see how, like, how far this country has come, but at the same time, how far we still have to go. Like, you know, because, like, black people aren't essentially getting dogs attacked on them and, you know, being on buses, peacefully protesting, they trying to set the bus on fire with 
And that's not going on, but it's still, still other heinous stuff going on, man. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, but happy, happy MLK Day. You know, this is the day we're supposed to be celebrating Dr. King and all he has done. But, um, yeah, to the people that want to praise Dr. King, but like put down people like Colin Kaepernick, like, you know, that's like completely backwards, right? Just want y'all to think about that. Like, you want to praise Dr. King, but you want to tell Colin Kaepernick he need to stand his ass up and not do. Like, it's just. Yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense. They're literally one and the same, but. You know, teach his own, I guess. Happy MLK Day. Life is crazy, man. Just sitting there thinking about, you know, like how, how, how people were so, so unified back in them days. I mean, because they, they really had to. I mean, they wanted all, all they wanted was just to be treated like humans like to be treated equally that's all and that's what they were fighting for at the end of the day I mean even in the the constitution black people are still considered three-fourths human you know but those people and they I'm pretty sure they all knew that like the change that they were fighting for they probably wouldn't go see it through their lifetime. If so, towards the end of their lives. So, like, essentially, they were just fighting for the future. And it's, like, I don't know. That's just, that's just amazing for, for thousands or millions of people back in that, that time frame to be fighting for something that they wasn't even getting themselves like that's so that's so selfless like and now in a in a time and day of age where people make it it's, it's all about quote unquote me you know what I mean like I can't see I can't see my generation doing no stuff like that I mean, I just can't. I mean, they, people do it, people do it through, like, social media, like, you know, like, thinking just, like, a post is really going to make a difference, but, like, no, like, actually getting out and doing stuff makes a difference, like, actually getting out, being on the front lines and touching the people, that makes a difference, like, only people I can actually see well, I mean, they already done it. It's, uh, it's women. Like, women are still fighting for... to be treated like equal. Which is crazy. Which is freaking crazy. But, like, women are still... fighting. Black women, especially. Let me be clear. Black women, especially, are still fighting... to be treated like equals. It's just, it's just crazy. And I know me talking 
And he's like, oh, all you do is just sitting there talking on the podcast. But it's like, I want to do more. That's the thing. I'm just, I'm not in a position to do more. Like, I can't help somebody if I don't help myself. But best believe, once the time comes, because it's going to come, when I am in a position to help, like I want to help, I'm going to do it. Not because I feel like I have to do it, because it's just something I genuinely want to do. Like, for me, it's just, you know, the round table motto. Like, you know, we all going we all going to eat, especially people that I love and care for. Like when I eat, they eat. Like, I just can't, I just can't be the type of person just like worrying about myself and that's, and that's it. Because for one, I got, I got kids. But like two, I wasn't, I wasn't brought up that way, man. Like, Grew up on the south side of Chicago in a three-bedroom house with a basement with 25 people. You know, people just coming and going, family members coming and going in and out and stuff like that. Like, I grew up around my family, so all I know is about taking care of each other. So that's that's just, that was just installed in me. And I was the baby, so, I mean, I, I, I witnessed the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like... You name it, I didn't saw it, which is why I don't do and the shit most people do because like I seen what that I seen what that real life is. I seen where that where that leads to. And that'd just be not the smartest move on my part to to follow in them footsteps of seeing wrong being done the way it was done. And some days I still make the wrong decisions. I ain't perfect. Like, one of the things that's always stuck with me ever since I was, like, eight years old, one of my older cousins, his name is Sean, and he told me, he was like, he was like, learn from our mistakes. Like, just don't learn from your own mistakes. If you see us doing something, like, it shouldn't take for you to try to do it to know that it's wrong. Like, you gotta learn from other people's mistakes. And I never knew why that always stuck with me since I was since I was eight years old. He's always told me learn from learn from our mistakes. Well, what he had followed up with, because like you know they was out there hustling, and he's like you know if if I ever catch you out here doing what we're doing, I'm gonna beat your ass like you want these niggas on the streets, because you mess with my money pretty much. So, I mean, some people might think oh it's harsh to talk to a kid like that, but like. Growing up in an environment we was, in, we was growing up in, like you, you had to know, you had to know what to do, what not to do. At a young age, man, like you had to know about where it, where to be at, where not to be at. Like we used to have to be in the house when the street lights came on, you know. And like I remember. They had they had like a legit task force. Like they wasn't police. They was like police, but they were just like I don't know. They were grimy. They was they used to around the hood. They used to call them uh, the JLBs, the Jump Out Boys, because they would literally pull up in Crown Vicks and like they were just they were just snatching boys up, roughing dudes up. And these was cops. Like these wasn't just some regular civilians rolling around the hood. No look of people. No, these was legit cops. 
they were just, yeah, <laughs> they was about that action. That's the easiest way I could put it. And the, who wants to be who wants to be a part of that? Like if you see that at eight years old, like who wants to be a part of that? You don't want to be involved with that shit. That's why, like I'm, you know, as a kid when I did move, I didn't want to move, but moving from from there was the best thing that could happen to me because ain't no telling what could happen, man. Like in Chicago, you are guilty by association, so you ain't even got to be in nothing. You can be around your best friend that you grew up with since y'all was in first grade, and he can be tied up in some stuff, and they just happen to see you with him. Oh, so essentially they're gonna think, all right, he with him, he with that, he with his high moving, and if they see you, it's on site. If they see him and you with him, it's on site. Ain't no, and oh man, you cool? No, you gonna get it too. So like I mean and that happened. It happened to me and my and my cousin Jeremy. We was uh my mom used to work at the corner store and we walked to the corner store. It's me, my cousin Jeremy, and his brother Kyle. And we walking and we come up to the apartment, these like little apartment buildings. There's like a building, a space you can walk between, there's another building. So we coming up from the back way from the alley. And all of a sudden, we just talking, and we see Kyle just take off to the right. He just dipped down the alley. We're like, yo, we thinking, because usually when we run like that, we thinking it's a loose dog, so we finna get little. So, man, we look, we don't see no dog. We just see it's just a bunch of people walking towards us. My cousin Jeremy like, run to the store. So I'm trying to book it through the buildings. They cut me off. From the back and the front. So I'm like stuck right there. And they got him too. We got jumped. We didn't even do nothing. We get to the store. Mom, like, what happened to y'all? We got jumped, whatever. So we go to the house. And his brother Kyle there. Jeremy just take off. Boom, 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 boom. Getting beating his ass. And my uncle, you know, those his two sons. He come in there. He like, what what, what are they fighting for? And everybody told him, like, oh, you know. But and Jeremy got jumped because of something he did, whatever, blah, blah, blah. My uncle like, all right, keep going. Like that, that's what it was, because we got our ass beat for something that that he did that we didn't know about. So he finna get his ass beat because he ran. Like that that's that's just how we grew up, man. Like that's why I'm glad I got out of that environment, because when I moved to to Evansville, it was the complete the complete fucking opposite of what I had grew up in. Yeah, man, like, and I was, even, even as a kid, like, I still had friends that were, that were gang banging and stuff like that, like, but I wasn't, I wasn't in it, I wasn't in it at all, and it was, I had family members that was, that was doing that stuff, and, um, I just, that's why I can never get into it, cause I knew what, it, I knew what it was, I knew what it was going to lead to. So, like, moving to Evans, it was the, the best thing that, that could happen to me. I got to live a not-so, a not-so, um, panic way, I guess. Not panic, but, like, in Chicago, you always just got to, like, keep looking over your shoulder. Just because, like, you got to always watch your surroundings. That's why I'm always 
how I am. I'm always panning the room, looking like I'm always aware of my surroundings. But like, I mean, that 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 simmer down. You know, moving to Evansville because it's complete complete opposite. But when I go back home, you gotta you gotta move that same way because when you're there, they can tell when you're not from there, or they can tell when you you've been away somewhere because like you know what I mean you um you appear different like I remember when I was when I first moved to Evansville and I went back home and it was like man you talk proper as hell I'm like what are you talking about talk proper like what I guess because like I was just I mean just because my terminology had changed like I you know I mean picked up a different language and stuff like that now and I moved different, like, you know, I started smiling more, like, I didn't realize how much I didn't smile until I moved to Evansville, like, people would come to me, like, you okay? Me, yeah, I'm fine, oh, you just, you know, you didn't really smile much, oh, I didn't, I didn't notice, like, I guess I had, like, a, a mean look on my face or something, but that's how you gotta be, when you out there, man, <laughs> honestly, somebody just pretty much take your food or your life, and there ain't no, there ain't no easy way to grow up. Like I didn't seen, I didn't seen my cousin get shot when I was six or seven, and like I didn't, I didn't find out. I actually saw what really happened until I got older. Like my same cousin Sean that I was just saying about, I seen him get shot when I was a kid, and I didn't know I actually saw him, saw him get shot. I just thought it was a dream, and I remember, like, I was I was probably in high school when like me and was talking, and I told him I was like, yeah, man, I just it's one of these. I don't know we got on the subject, but I was like, it's one of these dreams that stick out real vividly in my head is that I saw you get shot, and he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I was like, I was going to the restroom, and like, the bathroom window was open, and like. You was coming through the backyard and you was out in the alley talking to some dudes and blah, 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 whatever. And one of them shot you. I'm like, I don't know why I vividly remember that dream so much. And he was like, nah, that wasn't no dream. He's like, you you saw me get shot. And I, and like, we just both kind of had a moment and broke down. He's like, I can't believe you saw that. I'm like, yeah, man. Like, I, I thought I was having a dream because I was so young. But I remembered it, like, very vividly, like, too vivid. Like, I can still picture me looking and seeing that and like that's like who like you know I me mean? that's the type of stuff that I don't want my kids or nobody to, to experience that because that that stuff sticks with you I mean it still stick with me to this day that's why like I'm I'm as humble as I am I appreciate the things I do have so much and take care of it so much because like I know what it feels like to to have the the smallest amount of something, but you have to break it down between multiple people. But like, I mean, but we always always happy though. Like we, like you couldn't tell me that we were we were broke or poor because I'm like shit, nigga. We we doing fine. Our lights is on. Cable get cut off. My cousin know how to climb up, up the thing and turn the cable back on. So we lit. I mean, I watch Power Rangers all day. I don't think we, but man, like looking back on, we were struggling. We were struggling, but we we had each other in that, and in that way, we was we was pretty fucking rich. I'll say.
I know I kind of got off on a tangent, but uh, the whole purpose of me kind of going back down memory lane like those was because I was just trying to get to the point of saying that, you know, we are, we are Dr. King's dream that he was talking about. And um, I don't think we think about that. Not until like, not until times like now, you know, like, you know, it's MLK Day and stuff like that. But I don't, I don't think we really, I don't think we really understand that, that we are the dream that he was speaking on. Like, my daughter is a biracial child. She's the dream he was speaking on. Like, we, we take that stuff for granted, including myself. Like, yeah. We gotta, we gotta do better. And on top of that, it's just like, Like, um, all those stories I was pretty much trying to tell you about, like, you know, about me growing up in Chicago and the whole gang banging and stuff like that, like, that stuff plays a part, man, like, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure it was going on somewhere back in them days, but, like, just, the the killing the killing of black men in general like has to has to like chill like from like I don't know there's no easy way to put it like we're already at a disadvantage in this country being black so the fact that we're so we're so quick to to shoot one another, shoot one another over some of the like smallest things. It's just like it's mind-boggling to me. Like, like um, prime example, it was a rapper by the name of Lil Snoop. He was with um, Meek Mill, and uh, he was a he was a young kid, man, and like he was. On the come up, he's really a really good freestyler. I used to like how he used to freestyle and stuff like that. But like, a grown ass man killed this young boy over a video game system. Like, come on now. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Like, people, people get like killed and trampled over for like tennis shoes and stuff like that but like just like the but just like how quick we are to kill each other just it just doesn't I mean I, I know why it makes sense but it doesn't make sense Like, you know, Kendrick Lamar even said it in, um, 
one of his songs on his uh, Pimp a Butterfly album. He was like, so how can I weep when Trayvon Martin was killed in the streets when gangbanging make me kill a nigga blacker than me? Like, I don't know, man. We just, black people need to come together. But this is, this is how they wanted things, you know, divide and conquer. They, they didn't see what happened when we come together. Real change happens. And that's what they're afraid of. But, you know, the niggas rather glow up and try to dress like Offset instead of trying to empower the next man or woman. Like, during these times, I, um, I just sit back and think, man, like, like multiple people, multiple people, you know, put their life on the line for me to just even to be able to speak freely as such, like right now, like multiple people put their lives on the line so we can just have like equal type of restrooms, like the small things we take for granted, how like we can just walk into any restaurant in this country and get the same type of service as somebody with different skin color as myself. At some point in this country, there was people fighting for that. And, you know, it's, I don't think, I don't even think Dr. King would just want this day to be about himself because he wasn't that type of person. I think he would want this day to be, you know, for us to recognize all the people that, that took part in and making stuff happen, you know? Like this wasn't, this wasn't a movement that was just done by one man. He, you know, definitely of course sparked a big movement, but I think he himself would tell you that, you know, he had a lot of help along the way. And prime example being this, you know, his wife being as strong as she was, but like, yeah, man, we just gotta appreciate, just appreciate the position we're in now because, like, we're now we're in a position to like create, own, you know, do all this like entrepreneur type stuff because somebody fought and died for it, and they didn't even know us. We're not even related to these individuals, most of them. We're not their great great grandkids and nothing like that. They just did it because they didn't want us to experience what they were experiencing. Like, that's just amazing, man. That's amazing. I'm 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 speechless, honestly. That's why I applaud Colin Kaepernick because I mean his life was good he was eating I mean, he was playing the sport he loved 
He had been to the Super Bowl, almost won the Super Bowl. You know, he's his life was gravy. It still is gravy, I'm sure. But what he did was so selfless. And what he's doing is so selfless. Like, this guy doesn't even do interviews. That's how you know he's about what he's doing. Because he don't even want to speak. Like, he's not trying to be in the public eye doing what he's doing. He's just doing what he's doing and keeping himself up just in case the team decides to go, you know what, we want to give that guy a shot. And as much as he deserves it, me personally, I don't want to see him go back to the NFL. Because they always want to try to, like, undermine him and, like, keep him tucked and, like, hidden and shit. Like, they're just going to try to quiet him down, which is not going to happen. Like, he, he is so much more bigger than the NFL. Like, what that... What that man is doing is he's going to be in in history books for all the right reasons. Like he's he's going to be and he is bigger than football. Like I don't even I don't even watch football. I stopped watching football. Like just because like I mean they gonna they gonna do the numbers they gonna do and make the money they gonna make. So my one simple ass not watching isn't going to change anything in their pockets and like I'm smart enough to know that like yeah I'm not it's not like I'm just like protesting because of Colin Kaepernick I'm tired of seeing these dudes out here pretty much rattling their brains and getting concussions and yeah it's just it's just it's not even it's not worth watching no more for me at least I mean you watch it I'm not holding that shit against you but I just for myself I can't fuck with football for more more reasons than one, honestly. Like, I'm just done with that shit. My intentions for this episode was not for it to become a history lesson or a lecture, but you know what? That's what happened. That's the vibe my spirit was in, and we went with it. <laughs> I wasn't going to fight it. Mm. Man, this. This is by far some of the best hot chocolate I've ever had in my life. Like, I really need to go get up on it. I wish out the name brand of it, but I just know it's expensive. I'm a girl like expensive, organic, healthy shit. She's like, but it's worth it. It's better for you. Oh, I ain't trying to hear all that. It ain't better for my pockets. But I guess it is worth it. She was somewhat right. Oh, man. But, um... Uh, yeah, we just gotta do better, man. Way better. And also, um, if you got dreams, follow those dreams, man. Cause you're never gonna be happy just settling. I mean, I had to come to the conclusion this past week that, like, you know. If I'm really going to follow my dream like I want to do it, like I want to do it, you know, I got to go both feet in. I can't just have one feet, one foot in the dream and one foot trying to, you know, keep, keep acting like what I'm doing is what I want to do. Or keep finding like little side stuff that keeps sidetracking me from my dream. Just got to go after it. That's what I'm going to do. 
Like I, I feel like I'm in a position to, I'm in a position mentally to do what I really want to do. Like I'm mentally ready for it at the age I'm at now. Like I wasn't ready before. I mean like, like last year and the year before I kind of like, you know, test the waters just to see where I was at with it. But now I'm like, all right, I'm ready. I'm there now. Like I know I'm ready. And it's time to go 10 toes down with it. You know, I think that's the, that's the thing we kind of, we kind of just like, you know, see something we want to go for it. Not really like fully thinking everything out. And you've got to be mentally prepared in all aspects of what you're going after. Like, you know, you got to weigh out the pros and the cons. All the stuff that you don't think is fun or worth doing, you have to do that, man. Because if not, you, you're setting yourself up for failure. At that point, you're just like wishing and hoping instead of just putting in the work, knowing what you've done to get to the position you're at, you know, and then like accepting what comes after that because I can deal with that. I can deal with, you know, working hard at something, putting my best foot forward and things not going out as I planned because I'm like, all right, you know, I did my best. I gave him my best and it just didn't work in my favor. I'm fine with that. But the stuff that keeps me up at night is just always wondering if. Because you don't know about what if. You can always just wonder. Like, oh, I wonder if I would have did this different or this. Uh, da, 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 if I would have. No, just sitting and wondering is by far the worst thing for me. So if you're that same way and you got something in mind that you want to go after, just, just do it, man. Prepare yourself for it, for one. Just don't do it just to be doing it. Like, actually prepare, prep yourself. Like, try to envision it. Like, see it before it happens. Like, legit practice, whatever it is. And then just give it your all. Because if you don't, just be sitting around, watching Love and Hip Hop, wondering what if. And before you know it, you'll be 35. Just wondering, what if? One of the things I have done that was, a, I guess, it was somewhat of a good thing in the past week was uh, I watched the Chappelle stand-up multiple times, at least like once a day or so. Like it's just so, it's just so good, man, and just so. So much realness and jewels in them, them two stand-ups, his two latest stand-ups he put out. And one of them is like uh, when he's talking about, you know, how sensitive the country has become, like, you know, to comedians. He's like, it's like the world is just full of bitch-ass niggas. Like, and people are really, really sensitive. Like, just to like, I don't know. I think just people just, a lot of it's fake Karen. Like, the comedian Lil Duval, like, he's hilarious. And he always talking about, he'll post something on Instagram and be like, what y'all fake caring about today? 
that's essentially what everybody be doing. Like they really don't be caring. Like prime example being the whole thing with the um H and M, you know, with the with the black boy wearing the hoodie that said the coolest monkey in the jungle. Like and people made an uproar about that and like to me it wasn't that much of a big deal for multiple reasons, like for one like kid kid clothing had a bunch of like goofy ass little dumb sayings like that. Like, yeah, that stand that saying wasn't a good saying only because it was on a black kid. Like if that hoodie was on a white kid, it would be no it'd be no issue. But since it's on a black kid, like it's an issue. And then like you yeah, all these celebrities jumping on it, making it seem like this is the worst shit that could be fucking happening right now when you got this tangerine being the president. But like People worrying about an ad from H&M. And like, then they're trying to make it seem like this. Oh, this poor kid wearing this hoodie. He's like, this poor kid, he's getting paid for that. And like his mom clearly had no problem with it. She's like, y'all are just, people just doing the most just, just for like likes and all that stuff. But like people talking about, you know, fuck H&M and blah, blah, blah. And all this. I'm going to tell you straight up. I'm a man. And I don't have very many places to shop at. I'm still going to shop at H&M. Like, I get a lot of good stuff from H&M. So, yeah, if, if that makes you not want to listen to this podcast, because I said I'm still going to shop at H&M, because I am. So, like, and everybody's acting like they not still going to be in there shopping. Like, I saw the one meme where it was, like, the little fat black kid. It was, like, you looking at another person in a checkout line and like you're trying to look at him and look away like people just making shit awkward like people was just like protesting uber not too long ago because there was something about the head person in uber like supporting the trump campaign whatever blah 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 and all this other crap and like people was like you know fuck uber or you know it's lyft blah 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 motherfuckers right back on uber like people just People just need to fucking stop. Like, stop a little bow wowing y'all selves. Stop shad. No, not not a little bow wow. Stop shad mossing y'all selves. Like, y'all really don't. Y'all really not that invested in stuff. That's why I hate when people be acting like they really like care. Cause you don't. I'm not gonna act like I care about a hoodie that had a saying on it. Like the kid wasn't harmed. He wasn't hurt. Him and his parents got paid from it. And plus, like, that ad wasn't even an American ad. It was an ad in, like, somewhere that wasn't here. So, like, people just need to get a life. <laughs> like, just call it spade a spade. Like, then you got, like, I hate when celebs jump on stuff. Preferably LeBron. I hate when LeBron gets on, like, like it's cool that, like, you know, he... He speaks out and all that stuff, but like sometimes that nigga be pushing it. He be forcing shit. And for, I don't know what it is about LeBron, but he just seems like extra corny to me sometimes. Like he seemed like that one corny dude that plays sports that was always trying to like. I don't know. He just remind me of somebody that used to play basketball with in high school. That's probably why I don't like him. In that aspect, like I love his his game, but like his. Like social media antics, he be doing this shit. That shit seems super corny to me. Him and Kevin Hart are.
pretty too quiet people to me on social media. Not can't fuck with it. I mean, just to give you a little backstory on that comment about LeBron and Kevin Hart. I love LeBron as a basketball player. I really do. I mean, the guy is arguably... Uh, yeah, I'm not even going to start that debate, but he's one of the greatest basketball players of all time, period, bar none. But him, like, like his social media antics that he be doing, man, like, could he be posting some stuff? Or, like, I don't know, man, it just be corny. And, like, Kevin Hart, my issue with him is because whenever he's around his kids, like, he, it's not that he just posts his kids. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I post my daughter all the time, but just, like, the way he does it, it kind of gives me that, like, dad did be did be dad vibe like you know like the dudes like when they get their kids they like oh my babies i love my all the church blah 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 like he does that and like every time he does it like his daughter's like dad like no like she'd be like no get that fucking camera out of my face so like that that's just my my little two things with them but i don't think they horrible people or no shit like that but like yeah just I think LeBron's a little bit corny, and I think Kevin Hart kind of gives me the, well, he kind of gives me the, the dead beat dad vibe, kind of, like, you know, but I mean, hey, the dude love his kids, ain't nothing wrong with that, but just that, when you do that, and your kid's like, oh, I get that out of my face, like, I don't know, but I could be a hypocrite, because whenever I put my camera on my daughter's face, she just looks at it like, what the fuck are you doing, but she's one. But she's always in my phone, though. That's the thing. Like, my daughter, she'll be in my phone all day, every day. Like, like what am I watching? Like, she wants to grab my phone. She wants to, She wants my phone. But as soon as I turn the camera on, she's like, no. Get that thing away from me. She just don't be fucking with it. But, um, yeah, I kind of went way off subject again. But um, it's fun. This is this episode ain't gonna be all that long. It's gonna be kind of a a shorty but goody. Just trying to stay warm. What time is it? It's almost oh man. Time has really flown by. In other news still ain't got no reparation check yet. I just thought about something. Um, the episode on the Boondocks, where they had Doctor Martin Luther King Jr. He was uh, he had a, awakened from his coma that he was in, and you know instead of him passing away, he had woke up and like it was like the present time, and they had him like he was just so confused about like the technology and stuff like that. Like it was a good episode of Boondocks. Man. I really wish that was the truth though I wish he was just like just in a coma and he woke up instead of you know, being in a reality that he's not he's not here anymore man you wanna know how I found out about Dr. King's infidelities I mean like he wasn't a, he wasn't the most perfect individual like he had his flaws just like any other human but back when I was like 20 and I was creeping 
You know, I was creeping with this girl that I had been creeping with for a while. And she was like, you know, you're kind of like, you know, Martin Luther King. I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, well, you know, you're this good public figure and, you know, people admire you and stuff like that. But like at night, you're just this different person. You know, you, you, you cheat. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is she talking about? It fucked me up. So like, I didn't realize that she was saying that like, oh yeah, like I was like Dr. King in that aspect. Like, nigga, you a good person, but you be cheating. <laughs> and like, I didn't know that about him at that time. So of course I had to go do some research and I come to find out. I was like, oh yeah, he used to, <sighs> Dr. King used to get it in. I didn't know that. And like, it just kind of, it fucked me up. Like, I don't know if y'all understand how much that fucked me up. You know how fucked up it is to be compared to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And it don't be a compliment. Like, <laughs> I didn't even know that was possible. Unless it was coming from like some old bigot white person or something like that. But like, yeah, she was like, you know. You're like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. I was like, yo. That really fucked me up. A whole lot. Like a whole lot. I wasn't ready for that at all. Yeah. And being at that young of an age, like, you know, because... You 20, you really don't know shit. You think you know stuff, but you don't know nothing. At least I know I didn't. I thought I knew knew a little bit of something, but apparently I ain't know much at all. But I really didn't know how how to take that at that time. I honestly know now. But like, you know, when you, you're young, you hear something like that, you're like, huh? What the fuck are you talking about? But I mean, it was a history lesson for me. Needless to say, I didn't stop creeping with her after that. <laughs> I had to cut that one loose, like, you know what? This ain't gonna work no more. You didn't hurt my feelings. You didn't, you didn't. Mine fucked me in such a way. Can't even look at you no more. This was fun. Ain't fun no more. And also, I don't creep no more. Too old. I got too much to lose now. Back then, when you're 20, you ain't really got much to to be concerned about. Like, "Ah, I ain't tripping. You know what I mean? Now I'm 27. Ain't got a whole lot to lose now. Ain't worth it. Ain't worth it at all, man. Plus, I ain't. <sighs> nah, it ain't worth it, fellas. It ain't worth it. If you feel like doing something dumb, just take your ass home. Go home is where the heart is, my nigga. You might not get that right now because you're like 22, 23. 
and your ass get over 25, you know exactly what the fuck that means. Like, it ain't even like I'm talking about money. I ain't got no money to lose. The nigga broke. You know what I mean? But family, value-wise, you know, sanity, peace, sleep. Oh, that shit matters now, buddy. I can't even turn up no more. I'm so old. I'm trying to, I'm trying to stay up late. Don't even work out no more, man. I was trying to go out uh, Saturday night. Ain't got no friends. <laughs> Couldn't go out nowhere. Ain't it was cold as shit. I wasn't really trying to go out. I just wanted to go somewhere and have a drink or two with somebody and, and shoot the shit. For real, for real. I really just want, just want a night with the guys. Just get all the guys together. Just, you know what I mean, chop it up, catch up. Like, that's what, that's what be more intriguing to me nowadays, man. As I got older, ain't really too much about going out. It's just about getting people loved together, having a good time, man. Like, just, like, little kickbacks. The kickbacks is more lit now than actually going out and partying. Just get a couple drinks, get the family over, close friends over. That's all I really need. I need nothing more than that. Not for me, at least. All that extra shit, you can keep it. Just give me the fam and the friends. We're gonna have a good time. Because all that extra, because going out is gonna be extra, extra dumb shit that come along with it that I ain't needing. And another thing, I am pretty damn good at shooting the shit by myself now on this podcast. You remember in the beginning, I was struggling just to do 30 minutes by myself. But now, I can bang out an hour without even sweating no more. So, mm. shout out to me. That is progress for your ass. Like, you just, See, small stuff like that, you just got to appreciate, you know, appreciate yourself in moments like that, because I recognize how far I've came, you know, in such a short period of time with this, and I'm only going to continue to get better, and like I say, the, the better I get, the better the content gets for you guys to listen to, and um, overall, you just have a better podcast. Because at the end of the day, that's what I want to give y'all. Better podcast. You know what I mean? I just wanted it just to be some crock pot of bullshit. I mean, want to enlighten y'all on my thoughts and what's going on in my head. And also give y'all a little backstory on myself. Let y'all learn a little bit about me. You know, hopefully that helps y'all gain a little bit of something and y'all learn a little bit more about yourself vice versa you know and um just continue the growth continue the growth of of the mind body and soul
yeah I like that one that's a bar right there if it ain't been used already but um I ain't got too much left though gotta run running low running low on fumes I need to make me another cup of peppermint truffle hot chocolate because that shit is amazing like that really did just help me through this this whole process just just so good I see why people drink that stuff pretty often now especially during these cold ass times like right now it is freezing it is Oh, now it's 27, so it's not as cold, but fuck out of here. Still fucking freezing, man. I'm gonna eat me some, some soup or something. My child is still asleep, so gotta wait for her to finish a nap. She had me up all night last night, son, like. My daughter normally sleeps through the night, but for some reason last night, she was not trying to stay asleep. And like all she literally did was just toss and turn. She was asleep in her own bed, but she was in the bed with me and all she did was toss and turn. Like literally like tossed and turned all night. And now she's taking a long ass nap. I'm letting her sleep because she needs it. She had breakfast. And went right to sleep. We should wake up, go and have a little bit of brunch, lunch, I guess. And we're gonna go try to get out, go see, see some family members and stuff like that. And that's pretty much about it, man. Ain't too much you can do in a town where it snow really bad and they don't know how to take care of the roads. They wait until after the fact. They don't do nothing during the process of when the weather's getting bad. No, they just sit and wait and then try to do something two days after. That's how they're rocking down here. Which is why I'm going to be rocking my ass the fuck up out of here sooner or later. Been here long enough. I did my bid. Now it's time to get out. Go see the world. You know what I mean? It's what, it's what I definitely, definitely want to do this year. And I got my passport. So I'm going to put that thing to use. That's for damn sure. Now, I was just telling the people how you was taking a long nap. And long and behold, you just woke up. You have a good nap? Huh? Yes? No? You say something? Anything? You're not going to say nothing? No. I'm not going to get nothing out of you, am I? You want to eat? Want some food? She literally just took off towards the kitchen. That's my child. That is my child. 
Oh man. But um yeah, this year definitely want to get some traveling in for sure. And definitely going to keep trying to expand the podcast also as much as possible. And we're just going to keep building from that. Let me have that, please. Thank you. And um, as always, appreciate y'all listening, tuning in. You know, love y'all for that. Because as always, y'all do not have to be doing that. Y'all choose to do so. And I appreciate y'all doing so because... You don't have to. And that's why I love y'all and appreciate y'all for listening. And uh, I'm always going to be thankful for that, man. No matter if it's one person, it's 1,000 people, if it's 1 million people, you you tune in, you check this podcast out. I mean, that's all That's all I can ask for and appreciate. Just, you're doing just that small, that small gesture right there. Because you don't have to do it. So, if anybody don't tell you they appreciate you, I appreciate you. And if you ever got any uh, thoughts, comments, anything you want to share, you can go to the Sabali podcast Instagram page, you know, or you can uh, email us. At the Sabali Podcast. We're still looking for sponsors. We ain't got a sponsor yet. Um, you know, 2018, man, we just going to support each other and be better. No need for hate. You don't need to be hating. Hating is such a strong thing to do. You got to put an effort to hate. So don't hate nobody. Just put the effort... You know, the opposite way and be supportive. If you don't like somebody, you ain't got to comment on it. You know what I mean? My mama always used to say, you know, you got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. Yes, usually right in most circumstances. Um, I ain't got too much left to say, man, honestly. So thank y'all, you know. These will be coming out on Mondays. That's the plan. You know, Mondays around this time. Um, If you are in Evansville, driving, or anywhere where it snows pretty bad, be safe on them roads. You know what I mean? Be cautious. Leave a few feet between the person that's in front of you driving. You know, all that good stuff. And, um... Once again, you know, happy birthday to my grandmother. You know, she's down there, up there in, in heaven, you know, looking down. You know, she's happy, smiling. Also, you know, happy MLK Day. You know, thank him for his movement that he created and everybody was a part of that movement of pushing black people forward. And uh, live, learn, share, and repeat, man. And people in Flint, 
still don't have clean water. Be safe, though. Till next time. Love y'all.